0: Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Michigan Corners, a brand new show right here on the network, and we're so excited that you've joined us today because we're going to talk about all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. Today we have with us uh, what would I would consider, um, I don't want to overdo this, but honestly, Chris, I think of you as uh, as travel royalty here in the state of Michigan. I've got on the other end of my line Chris Conlon. He is the president and CEO of Conlon Travel. And every time I've gone someplace special in the world, it seems like Conlin Travel's been at the uh, at the, the people I rely on, on them to get me there. So, Chris, welcome to our show.
1: Hey, Vic, thank you. I, I'm very flattered with that title. <laughs>
0: thank you so much. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I, I throw titles around pretty easy. I love to call myself an okay. ambassador of Michigan. And so uh, I love all things Michigan, and I'm excited to be a part of this show because I want to make sure that we generate enthusiasm and interest in people Uh, not only uh, enjoying this state, but promoting the state and really making sure the world knows what a special spot in the world it is. So before we get into all of that, Chris, I want to make sure that I understand kind of your role um, at Conlon Travel and uh, and make sure that our audience knows and understands all the things that Conlon Travel uh, promotes and does.
1: Uh, Sure. Uh, Well, it all started back in the 50s. My father started Conlon Travel about 62 years ago. Wow. So uh, we've been at this a long, long time. Yeah. Professionally, I've been in the business—I like to say—since birth. <laughs> uh, I gr- grew up in the industry, and of course, the travel business was very different back then uh, than where it is today. As is Conlin Travel, but yeah. I, I have—I uh, was born and raised in Ann Arbor, and uh, we've had offices here in Ann Arbor and spread all over uh, the state of Michigan and and outside the state. And we've gone from being a travel agency selling uh, passages on steamships <laughs> to uh, being an agency that uh, works with not only vacation travelers, but a lot of corporations in and around the Midwest and, yeah. and globally today.
0: Well, and Chris, that was really my experience. I, I spent a number of years in an organization that was a customer of yours, and uh, and all things kind of went through you guys. And it was interesting to me because when, when corporations, and we can probably get into this later, but but when corporations start trying to book travel, there's there's a lot of things that can happen, um, and frankly, um, you might have somebody that is pretty good at it, and you might have somebody that's not, and so I think there's some cost saving opportunities that maybe you can you can provide organizations when they start to think about. Um, people that are traveling to conferences are going all over the, the state country or wherever they're headed, right?
1: Uh, sure can. You know, travel can be broken down into a lot of different segments, the, the, the corporate travel, the business travel, the conferences, which would be groups and meetings, and, and then the vacation area, mm-hmm. uh, which we all know and love. Uh, on, the, on the corporate side that you're just mentioning, um, what, we, what we mainly do is we like to say we manage the whole ecosystem of a corporation's travel. Uh-huh. from negotiating their air car hotel contracts to safety and security. And, oh, my God, is that important today when it comes to uh, where you can and cannot go or where you should and should not go? Uh, we have certainly seen uh, dramatic effects with, with, uh, with COVID in our industry. Uh, but all that aside, uh, our people uh, go to bat for corporations to put together their travel policies or really incorporate them into very customized online booking tools that you know bake in those policies so that um, people that oversee travel from a corporate standpoint are able to really manage it yeah uh, none of our customers are buying retail they're all buying wholesale they are managing and and uh, leveraging their buying power with these vendors to reduce their prices at the same time tracking all their activity and
0: knowing where all their
1: employees are at any given moment is yeah.
0: important these days. Well, I don't know if, if organizations, it depends on how big they are, but you know, the larger the organizations, I would submit, uh, the less they know about the total money they're spending on travel and and, uh, and such. I, I think when you have different departments and, and divisions and different things like that, um, you've got all these these uh, areas that are spending dollars on uh, whether it's hotel, air, meals, uh, ground transportation, all that kind of stuff. If there's any kind of travel going on in that organization, they can be into literally tens of thousands, easily hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of travel cost. And, uh, and if you can shave uh, uh, 10 20% off of that in terms of just doing it smarter, uh, it sure makes a lot, lot, lot of sense to grab that thing and wrestle it. And is that something that you feel you would be able to do, your organization could come in and meet with with a, a, a business to say, let's talk travel A to Z?
1: Absolutely. We do that. We do that virtually every day. Uh, we have a, a portfolio of products and services. I, I was looking at our technology stack the other day just to manage our business travel accounts. We have over 40 different software programs engaged in the whole transaction, from you know finding lower fares after the reservation has been booked, to finding better seats, to maybe switching travelers to better connections, uh, all of this in an automated environment. And at the same time, reporting back to the decision makers and leaders at the companies uh, what, what everybody is doing. And yeah. then analyzing that data, saying, OK, and next year, maybe you opened up a new plant in uh, Mexico. Let's look at the route structure there, hotel, car, safety and security, and let's really go about this in an intelligent way. Uh, because travel today with uh, recruiting uh, new employees or, or bringing people on is a big concern for people. Yeah, right. it's, it's got to be handled well and, and uh, potential Uh, hires are are looking at that. So it's a a very important aspect uh, of any corporation to monitor it closely.
0: Yeah, you bet. Well, Chris, I'm glad you're you're here to help us sort all that out right here on the Michigan Corners, right here on the Michigan Business Network. So we're going to go take a quick commercial break and come right back. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past Chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, You cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the Internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so
0: that you can run your business. This is the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Michigan Corners. We have with us today Chris Conlon, President and CEO of Conlon Travel. And we're here to talk about all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lake State. And, of course, we just talked about ways that Conlon Travel can help you organize your experience travel cost in your organization. But now, uh, I just wonder, Chris, when you think about some of the things that you guys get into, it's not just all outbound people. It's people coming to this great state. You help organize and, and uh, I, I guess, uh, make those things happen as well, right? Yeah, we sure do, in a, in a variety of different ways.
1: We have uh, relationships with a number of different uh, corporations that sometimes just contract us to do the inbound air. Uh, where we'll set up discount programs with different carriers to bring people into the, the ver- variety of cities that might be close to their conference or convention. Other times, it's, it's turnkey. We offer the uh, complete package to corporations bringing in maybe some of their other employees into Michigan for a, a group event. And yeah. group is a very loose term. It can <laughs> be meetings, conferences, incentives. It can be just about anything.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bunch of folks coming in suits. It, it's all over the board, no. and and I, I honestly, there that's really has been one of the things I think is interesting is that, you know, the 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 COVID thing has really created a change in the venues. I can remember in my world uh, traveling a, a lot of different places to conferences and everything else, and uh, sometimes I know for a fact some of those conference uh, destinations were um, were a lucrative thing that would encourage a lot of good attendance and people would show up. Now the question is, Chris, did they go to the seminar? Or did they go off to, to the destination? you know, but right. when you think about promoting Michigan and helping people do that, do you have some partners that you work with or some organizations that maybe help you tell the story of Michigan to get those outside people that aren't familiar with us that uh, maybe a little more um, uh, knowledgeable about the opportunity? Yeah, we work with
1: uh, a variety of different tourism bureaus, uh, be it the city or be it the state. Um, and oftentimes our, our customers, they, they're here based in Michigan, they know the area pretty well and they kind of know what kind of event they want to throw and they, they know what atmosphere they need. And uh, so fortunately Michigan offers just about every, uh, every bit of atmosphere that one might need here from the big cities of, of Detroit and Grand Rapids and the East Lansing area, Lansing area. Uh, then to of course the the northern Michigan or the the lakes as well as you know, the obligatory trip to Mackinac Island yeah, right right always, always always high on their radar screen.
0: Well, and isn't it interesting? And you must see this when you deal with outside organizations. Uh, a number of years ago, when I said I was from Michigan, people would oftentimes explain to me that all they could think about was Detroit. And what's interesting right. to me is that Detroit has successfully spun that 180 degrees. Where it used to be, oh, Detroit. Now it's like, you know, I was I was talking to somebody not so long ago. They said, I, I've always wanted to go to Detroit. I'm thinking, well, how about that? Yeah. That's a difference from from 25, 30 years ago when everybody was thumbing their nose. Now Detroit has been a bit of a destination city, and it's kind of kind of kind of got itself a pretty good reputation. So even internationally, so that's kind of exciting to see that, and it must be exciting for you to be able to promote those types of uh, opportunities. Uh, in your business, because uh, it just makes life easier, doesn't it? It sure
1: does. You know, what comes to mind when you talk about that is uh, the fact that they changed the auto show to be in the summertime yeah. fall. And, you know, well that, you know, between you and me and your audience, you know, Michigan shows pretty nicely in the summertime in the fall <laughs> yeah. and, versus January. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of corporations that bring in their uh, salespeople and regional managers from all over the planet. In for that show. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really excited that that's changed because it does put a new uh, and shines a new and different light in and around uh, the Detroit area yeah. versus, versus January. I'm a skier, so I love the snow, so don't get me wrong. Right, but, right. Uh, the people coming from all over the world, I, I think they'll be a little bit happier with the better weather and better scenery.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting how some cities have done a, a remarkable job. I think of Grand Rapids. Uh, and we used to put on, a, let me sing, February conference. And that's a pretty nasty cold time to be on the west side of Michigan. Uh, but Grand Rapids has um, all of those inside tunnel walks, if you will, that where you can get from point A to point B without ever having to put on a jacket uh, right there inside of downtown city area. That, that's kind of innovative and, and creative. And I think it's kind of part of the story of unpacking people and make sure they know uh, all about the Michigan opportunities that are here. So, Chris, you probably battle this from time to time too. But you know, uh, every once in a while, I get a hold of somebody that tells me that that oh my word, I don't. How can you live in Michigan? It's so cold. And I, if you know anything about me, I'm pretty well insulated. So when I see when I see eighty five, ninety five, a hundred degree day, um, I I how can you live in that kind of weather? Is where I go with that whole thing.
1: So yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah. We may have our gray overcast Februarys, but the rest of the year, this is a fabulous climate. <laughs> it's,
0: it's just curious. amazing. I, and honestly, you yeah. know what's so funny is that when I get a 72-degree day that's that low humidity and bright, beautiful, crystal blue sky, I'm thinking, you know, if, if the weather was like that every day, would you love it and appreciate it like you do when you're in Michigan and you grab one of those? Well, I want to yeah. tell you, I'm so glad you joined us today, Chris. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan business. Network. This is Michigan Corners. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. You found the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. And today with me is Chris Conlin, President and CEO of Conlon Travel. Uh, what an expert, Chris. So glad you're here with us today. And, of course, you've uh, lived through some interesting times in your life since your your company, uh, as you mentioned, right from birth, you were there. Well, there's been a lot of things that have happened, uh, everything from uh, travel in uh, the 9-11 days, We're 20 years now after uh, 9-11, the, that, those kind of impacts have had quite a dramatic change in the world. Um, but but we're now under a, whatever the new norm is under the COVID uh, scenario. So how has that changed travel in, in your mind? And, and uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts uh, of what it looks like moving forward. Yeah,
1: sure. Great and a very appropriate question. Well, the travel industry is very resilient. We have lived through several recessions. We've had other outbreaks of, of SARS. We've had, of course, the 9-11 and the grounding of all aircraft. We've had you know, the Internet, which I often am asked, didn't the Internet put you out of business? And I say I couldn't be in business without the Internet. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right. It good really point. Is fantastic. <laughs> but no one, no one expected uh, a situation like we are experiencing now with COVID, where every aspect of travel and hospitality has been affected. And still is affected and, and i'll break it down into the different segments i uh, immediately meetings were canceled conferences were canceled right, because right. that was people getting together in groups and that was of course those were spreader events so those all got wiped off the table and we thought oh my gosh those probably won't be coming back or if when they do come back they'll be last and that's not the case and i'll, I'll circle back to that uh corporate travel just regular business travel also fell off a cliff, because we were all trying to figure out where we could go and corporations were trying to figure out what policies to put in place, they sent everybody home. So, you know, really in business travel, business travel will return stronger when people are back in their office buildings. Uh, right now, you don't go visit somebody that's living at their home no. on a business trip. Uh, we still have a lot of business that is traveling right now, but a lot of that is traveling amongst maybe branch locations of a corporation or plants or wherever that might be. And, uh, it's essential travel. And then the the third would be leisure, which is fascinating to watch, (laughs) uh, because no one has to give you permission to take a leisure trip. You decide that on your own. So vacation travel came back and has come back the quickest in, in COVID. Um, because people got so pent up. They got so stir-crazy. Yeah. Uh, they said, I got to get out of here. And I, and I know our local economy benefited from that. Could you find a vacation home or, or a hotel up north this summer? it was
0: very difficult <laughs> well um, and, and i couldn't agree more it, it, it was i guess pent up demand right i yeah. i was a home movie real quick i was uh, trying to get into Grayling, and i'm not going to name the hotel it, it just isn't one of those fancy hotels i mean in the old days it i think it was maybe a, a 50 60 80 a night hotel and it was uh, like 250 bucks in Grayling, Michigan for this non-luxury hotel. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, wow, yeah. they must have put in a pool or something. No, it was just demand that drove it. I know, and, and that kind of happened overnight uh, yeah. because yeah, the hotels had, you know, hotels had severely discounted their room
1: rates to try to drive people back. Then all of a sudden, when the vaccine became widely distributed, and even before then, people just started traveling like crazy on their own, yeah. their yeah. own decisions. <laughs> and, and and back to meetings for a moment. So meetings, they all got can't canceled, conferences and so forth. But then we started to see them come back, which was fascinating. They were coming back quicker than normal business travel. And it didn't take long to figure out that everyone can leave their home and go to a city for a conference uh, versus people traveling back and forth to visit people before they're in their building. So there was that, Human desire to get together and uh, be live in a venue or in a meeting room uh, that was really driving that. So, we started seeing a lot of bookings for this fall and into 2022. But I have to admit, uh, the Delta variant has caused <laughs> other meetings to cancel again, yeah. which yeah. is really too bad. So, we are rebooking the rebookings <laughs> for 22 and beyond. Yeah. Uh, and it's still strong, and, and there's a lot of conversation out there about travel in general coming back and even, even business travel with the usage of Zoom and Teams and all the video conferencing. That certainly has chipped away business travel and will permanently, Right.
2: Uh, right. but the
1: pie will grow, and uh, there'll be more capacity on the airplanes and the airports in the future. It, 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 it's definitely shrinking, but it'll grow beyond that in the next oh, three to five years.
0: Well, and isn't it interesting, you know, when I think about it, going back to whatever the new reality is, you know, I remember when COVID took down uh, some plans I had, I think um, a year ago, May, whatever it was. Um, and I said, well, we'll rebook and we'll, we'll do it in, in uh, August, I think, or September and I said, if they don't have it figured out by then, then you know I, I can't believe it. And <laughs> here we are; we're yeah. we're trying to pick up the pieces and put it all back together. And and so you know I do believe there's a little bit of a of a forget about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my thing and live with whatever that risk is. I uh, interesting to me. I talked to a to a nurse that said um, said, Oh, I just never thought I'd live through a pandemic. You know, when all this started. And I said, Oh, no, darling. Uh, You know, you've lived through six, right? I mean, MERS, SARS, uh, AIDS. I mean, we list them all. We've been through pandemics. The issue is, is that um, the resiliency of people trying to make their way forward and try to try to figure out what's next. Uh, and you'll do that thanks to people like you in the, in the travel and, and leaders in the travel business like you are, Chris. So glad you're here with us here on the Michigan Corner Show. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back.
1: you like to travel for fun and excitement? Craving a relaxing getaway? No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about. No parking fees. No hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Fire Keepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants. All while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. Michigan.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. You found the Michigan Corners, and right here on today's show, I've got Chris Conlin, President and CEO of Conlon Travel. Can't think of a better ambassador for Michigan or somebody more knowledgeable about the entire travel industry. And we're breaking down some of the challenges that are going on right now, and as we think about getting back to business as it is, and the beauty of being able to uh, go on personal travel because nobody tells you you can you can or can't go. So tell me about vacation travel. Is is that come with a new set of challenges, or is it something that you think is getting ready to explode again?
1: Both, absolutely both. There is. We, we hear from our customers every day. They are so frustrated uh, that they've had to adapt to this new environment that keeps changing on them. Mm. You know, the goalposts are both going left and right and further back. They are moving all over the place. But a plug, a shameful plug here, yeah. self promotion. Let's do I would it. Say, <laughs> Uh, I would say that our travelers, though, that that those that are using our vacation consultants are the best informed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that is our job. I mean, when you do it on your own, and and I'm not saying you can't, the the Internet is a wonderful tool. Like I said, we can't live without it ourselves. But really, our in-house advisors are the ones that are making sure that our leisure travelers are not only getting the best value for their money, but also uh, we're, little, we're worried about safety and security and all the hoops you now have to jump through uh, to, to even leave the country. So uh, on a domestic travel front, we we sold out the national parks this summer. And oh, Hawaii, really? <laughs> there was no more room for anyone to go there. Um, and certainly Hawaii is a destination. Is it a domestic destination? Absolutely. But it Behaves like an international. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, being so far away, being islands, and they're they're very concerned about uh, viruses being brought into their into their tourism area. Yeah, but, right. Um, but on the vacation side, we find ourselves today rebooking the rebookings. Uh, we are on bookings number two and number three for some of our customers oh, well. because because of having to do that. Uh, you've heard a lot about the cruise industry. The cruise ships are sailing out there right now. And they've pretty much all gotten to the point where passengers have to be vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Which I I think is a good thing because those that have been hesitant to get aboard are those that were just worried about the virus. And if if we are to believe the science and trust the science, uh, then I think they uh, feel better, at least the cruise lines believe they do, if they have everyone get vaccinated. So the, The cruise industry will be back and it will be so strong because it has such a loyal following.
0: Yeah, it is loyal. And and right now, Chris, is it that capacity? I mean, are they are they selling the, the ships that are sailing? Are they selling them out, or are they at forty percent capacity?
1: If the, the ones that are sailing today may not be at full capacity, and, and intentionally so.
0: Yeah, good point. Uh, they
1: want to limit capacity. But I can tell you, when when the cruises, there are so many segments of cruising. And then and the small ship cruising area, let's call it 400 passengers to 800 passengers or maybe even less. When those cruises go out for sale in 22 and 23, they sell out in a matter of hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They are, like I said, so much popular and, and pent up demand for them that that is uh, it's the way people really like to see the world. Yeah. It's, uh, let your hotel room move with you, your restaurant moves with you and your bar moves with you, and uh, you, you get to see the world. And there are all sorts of cruisers out
0: there. Well, and it does bring me to my next question, really, about international travel. Because, you know, um, I, probably my favorite uh, vacation I've ever been on was um, was down the Danube River on a uh, Avalon River cruise. And, and the reason why I state that is because, and I tell anybody that listens, is that, look, um, you're talking about, all of the greatest cities were built on the rivers because that was the highway of the day. And so, when you want to see uh, Europe or some special spot in the world, um, getting on a river cruise makes a lot of sense. And also, if you, as many of our listeners have, if you've been to Europe, um, their idea of a car. I need one for each cheek. It's not an easy. It's not an easy thing for me to get in and out of. And then the other challenge I have is that uh, hotel rooms, oftentimes in these uh, older uh, cities, are old, uh, retrofitted uh, hotel rooms, and and they're just so. You get on a river cruise, you get into a beautiful room, you unpack once, and you go see truly breathtaking, um, world class cities, and so that's an interesting thing tell me about international travel has that got to have many challenges maybe more than some of the domestic stuff you're talking about
1: yeah it certainly has more challenges from a COVID standpoint i just returned from italy myself and uh the precautions were certainly uh demonstrating that i had been vaccinated and or had a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours Uh, and it has to be you know uh, an official not just a store-bought do it yourself it has to be uh you know uploaded to an app and there are we we guide our our passengers on how to do that They're actually it's kind of like a FaceTime where you you log in and there's a there's a person at the other end there telling you okay you know, you're doing it wrong or <laughs> follow this direction and they watch you stick the little thing up your nose oh and then uh, twirl it around <laughs> yeah. and then it bluetooths and syncs with your iPhone and a 15 minute counter starts and then it finally says negative and you go yay <laughs> and uh, it uploads a PDF to your phone that you can show the authority. Oh, wow. And that can be necessary. That is definitely necessary coming back to the United States.
2: Right. Uh,
1: and it just changes, seems like, every hour and certain countries what restrictions they might have. It is, you have to be um, you're very up to speed on that. And we have vast resources that we draw on to, to guide people for international travel. Well the rule
0: the rules of engagement, Chris, have changed all so much. And of course, uh, it's organizations like yours and the expertise that you have all those years to help us sort through all that. So glad that Travel Travel's still around oh, after oh. all those years. So glad you joined us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Michigan Corners. I'm Vic Burchereau. We'll be right back. You found the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and today's guest is Chris Conlon, president and CEO of Conlon Travel. And, of course, uh, Chris, as we think about some of the things I mentioned in our last segment, river cruising, which I was so excited to to be a part of, but there's also something else that's kind of cool that I'm really curious about, and I think it's a high-end experience, but help me understand it. Um, I, I guess I refer to it as Great Lakes cruising, so... Um, one of my favorite destinations. And frankly, I've fairly well traveled. I've been to over 20 countries in every state in the union. My favorite place in the world is Mackinac Island. And uh, every once in a while I look up and there's this incredibly huge ship that's there for uh, uh, in the harbor. And I think it's one of those Great Lakes cruises. So, so tell me what you know about that.
1: Sure can. Yeah. Funny story. It was 1997, 98 and a All of a sudden, uh, we find out that this German cruise ship has come into the Great Lakes. And a company called Hapak Lloyd out of Hamburg, and they're more known for shipping. You see their orange containers on the back of trucks. Yeah. But they also have a cruise division. Uh, But they only cater mainly, uh, up until recently, to German-speaking populations. So Germany, Austria, Swiss Germans, and so forth. Yeah. And only recently have they expanded to the American or English-speaking market. Anyhow, so I see the ship out there. I oh, go, my gosh, this is my backyard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's who's there? And it was full of Germans. There wasn't an American on that ship. Wow. And so I uh, hopped on a plane, flew over to Germany, to Hamburg, met with Hopak Lloyd, and uh, ended up chartering that ship for about 10 years, called hmm. Columbus. And, and as that ship came in, it attracted other ships. So yeah. today we probably have seven or eight ships that we represent, in the Great Lakes that put on terrific itinerary.
0: And tell me about the ships themselves because I love river cruises and I'm not a big fan of, of the ocean uh, cruises. And so when I get on this type of a boat, is it is it very similar to that or is it we just got less waves and rocking and a little smoother smoother ride?
1: It's similar to that. It, it's similar to a, a river boat, but they're bigger ships. They're deeper you know? drafts. They're faster ships. Uh, they can handle the waves of Lake Huron, Lake Michigan, and, and Lake Superior better. And in the summertime, it, it, we don't have those big storms out there that, that we write songs about. Yeah,
0: Gales but, of November. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh,
1: but the Great Lakes are a phenomenal destination. I mean, you mentioned earlier uh, the highway of the day was the European rivers. Well, the highway of our day was was the inland waterway, uh, the, the canals that we had, and then the uh, it could be a wonder of the world, Niagara Falls, that uh, we uh, put the Welling Canal in with uh, seven or eight locks to get up over. And today, uh, the itineraries, many of the popular ones start in Toronto, end in Chicago. They are eight, nine, ten nights. They are on five-star vessels, sometimes four, sometimes six even. And you might be pulling into Mackinac Island and you've just bought an extra cocktail and you just paid euros for that <laughs> cocktail. Yeah. That, that is a strange feeling. But <laughs> being on the lakes, uh, I, I talk to a lot of friends in the area here and they go, well, I, I grew up on the lakes. Why do I need to take a cruise on the lakes? I know what they're all about. Well, it, it's a completely different experience, completely different experience. Mm. Um, well, let me your power and, boat out
0: there. let me let me play there for a second, Chris, because you know I've I've done a lot of incentive programs around the world, and one of the things we always enjoyed doing was taking our uh, participants and getting them on the water. There's something yeah. about looking back at a at a location and seeing it from the water and having that experience. First of all, it's uncommon. And experiences are what we sell and travel is a great thing for us to to focus on. And the other thing is the perspective. Uh, I just think about such uh, incredible experiences. So everything as simple as the Badger, um, you know, we we travel over to um, Wisconsin on that thing. And I'm leaving out of Ludington, looking back and having a completely different experience. That was really, really cool. So what you're talking about is uh, something really special to see um, see the Great Lakes from the bow of a beautiful boat. Tell me about the the food and service level in there. Uh, I'm, uh, the one I had a chance to get close to, we talked about the ratio of uh, of staff to um, guests, and it was incredible uh, the level of service that was that was put out there. Is that kind of what what you've experienced in these? It sure is.
1: We not only have the German ship, and it's uh, a new one is coming in the Hanseatic, is inspiration is coming in um, in 23, and it when it's not in the Great Lakes, it's either heading to uh, Antarctica or the Arctic. Uh, that's that's how special this ship is. It's an exploration ship, so the, the service and the food is just it, it, it's outstanding. It really is, and, yeah. and it is um, certainly you you are coming for the itinerary. And you're coming for um, the ship itself, but the the staff and the hospitality aboard is really second to none. Yeah, uh, it, it is such a unique product that we created a separate company. It's called the Great Lakes oh, Cruise Company. Really, to be able to really differentiate um, what a, a Great Lakes cruise is compared to all the other cruises one might take
0: around mm-hmm. the world. Well, that's yeah. interesting, Chris. I've got a I've got a stack of. Um, Uh, brochures on Great Lakes Cruising, and I'm going to have to go see if that's the one you send me or not, because (laughs) I'm I'm thinking, wow, this is really good to talk to the source right here. And I'm really glad we had a chance to get you here on on the uh, Michigan Corners. Chris, we appreciate your expertise. We've got one precious segment left here on the Michigan Business Network. We'll take a quick commercial break and be right back. So glad you tuned in to Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Chris Conlon, President and CEO of Conlon Travel. And Chris, you know, um, in our last segment, I guess I want to go with something that I really feel strongly about is that incentive travel that I've been involved with. Sometimes I get people or salespeople that say, just give me the check. We'll call it good. And there's... There's something about that. Money tends to come and go, but memories tend to last forever. And when I think about trying to create memories, whether it's for a business incentive or whether it's for, maybe it's for your own family, I know that we've all agreed in my household that we've got enough stuff and that we're really looking, trying to do some things that'll help us have memories that will last a lifetime. So tell me, if I was to put you on the mission of making things special and making some great memories for us. Uh, what would you and Conlon Travel Team uh, uh, help us come up with?
1: You bet. First, first of all, just from a personal experience, I grew up in the travel business. I, I was blessed to be along with my, my parents on many trips. And there is no better education than travel. Mm. Uh, you build confidence, you build awareness at every age. It might be a different type of trip at different ages of of childhood and and teenager and young adult, but uh, it it is just a fabulous way to learn about the world. We we have everything we need here in the U.S., and uh, it may not be as accessible to everyone as we would like it, but oh my gosh, we are so blessed with what we have you want your children to understand that so uh travel today is not just about white sands and blue skies and cruises and and fruity drinks it is turned more into experiential uh and educational uh type trips uh for uh, for families for couples and for senior citizens that Seasoned citizens, I should say, (laughs) that just want to continue to learn. And so the the world has gotten so small when it comes to travel that there are companies out there that have had to specialize and have started to specialize in types of things. So we've all heard about maybe you go into a community that needs assistance building wells or clean water. Right, right. Or it could be that uh, you want to do some community service somewhere in the world and have your family participate in that. And, and those are the type of trips that people remember. Uh-huh. It, it is not the, one, and the ones they talk about. They're the, they're the impactful ones when they've actually accomplished something. They've helped somebody else uh, have a better life. And uh, those are the ones we, we have a lot of families and multi-generational type trips uh, come in and ask about.
0: That's so good, Chris. You know, I remember uh, we, we had an incentive trip um, that was down in Mexico. Uh, about 30 minutes away from the resort it was a little remote town. Uh, we brought school supplies that our team had, had gathered before we left. Uh, we brought uh, soccer balls and a few other gifts. I think there was a, it seems like a copy machine or something that, that we had, a piece of equipment that we gave to the principal's office. And the, the children greeted us there with a song. In a bit of a show. Uh, We were uh, (laughs) treated like heroes, but I've got to tell you, when you talk about memories, that memory is seared in my mind. And how many times have we sat around a pool somewhere, baked ourselves with the sun, or drank ourselves into oblivion, and And those things are easily blend into a lot of different events. But, boy, those memories of those beautiful brown eyes uh, were just etched in my heart forever. And so, Chris, you talk about and inspire us to get out, get traveling, and do some really extraordinary things. I'm just really grateful for your time today, Chris. Listen, we're almost out of time, and there's some people here um, that are probably going to want to get a hold of uh, Conlon Travel. How do they get a hold of you if you want to talk business uh, or if they want to talk, even if it's pleasure, or get on that Great Lakes boat.
1: You know, don't hesitate to call me, and I'll, I'll get you to the right advisor here at the company, both for business and, and for leisure and for groups. So our number is 734-677-0900, or 1-800-4CONLIN, mm-hmm. 1-800-426-6546. We're old enough of a, of a company to have an 800 number.
0: <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that good? That's bragging yeah. rights right there, right? <laughs> That's right. Or, or feel free
1: to email me at uh, cconlon at conlontravel.com.
0: Well, hey, Chris, thank you. I, I just really appreciate uh, what you've done here today.
1: Hey, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you and your audience.
0: Well, and it's great to have somebody like uh, the Conlon Travel Organization here uh, within the borders of Michigan. Uh, You guys helping people all over discover the greater parts of the world and also come home to discover the best part of the world right here in Michigan. So again, this is the Michigan Corners Show. We're so glad you tuned in today on the Michigan Business Network. So grateful for Chris Conlon, President and CEO of Conlon Travel. We wish you all the best, Chris. We wish you all the best as you travel throughout Michigan and the rest of the world. Take care and talk to you you next time.
1: Take care. Thank
0: you. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Michigan Corners.